Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello everyone, welcome along to the Rangers Rabble phone-in on a Monday night. I'm your host Brian tonight, I'm back from my holiday refreshed and I was hoping for a nice cushy week but unfortunately Rangers had other ideas so nice to see you all. Uh, tonight I am joined by James. James, how are we? I am delighted, mate. I am getting back to Ibrooks. I said I wasn't getting back to he was away, and I am chuffed, mate. I was dancing around that house last night. <laughs> Ian, how are we? I am all right, mate. Um, if James is saying that, but it depends who we bring in. He might not be. Connor, are you well? Yes, all good. Hi. Um, it was a, a weight lifted off everybody's shoulders last night. It was like uh, watching a film just waiting for the villain to finally get his come up and get done in. Um, you knew it was coming. It was just a matter of time. Uh, and th- thankfully, we pulled the trigger. Nicholas, you're absolutely correct. I, as soon as I heard the news, I was just like, why have I, Why did I just not stay away? Um, but here we are. Um, so yes, the news broke last night, obviously, that Michael Beale was relieved of his duties. I was kind of surprised that it was half past eight at, on a Sunday night. I'm I was fully expecting it to be this afternoon sometime, but here we are. Um, my thoughts generally were that he was lucky to get past the PSV game. Then after that, he was extremely lucky to survive the Celtic game. And obviously, yesterday, the Saturday's game was the the camel that broke the, 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 the straw on the camel's back sort of style. So, um, James, I mean... <sighs> It should have been done before the last international break, um, but they chose to do it on a Sunday evening. So what was your thoughts when it immediately broke? Thank God. This period of the club's there and done with, and I'm getting I'm getting back to Ibrooks. No, uh, it was 
Oh, it was a long time coming, let's be honest, mate. For me, I said after the Celtic game, I wasn't going back until he was uh, out of job. Um, he should have been he should have been sacked after the PSV game, mate. You are mate, 100% correct for me. Getting pumped 5-1 half anybody, mate, it just isn't he. It's not the Rangers way. I don't care who we're up against. I say the same about uh, Gio when we get rattled 7 0 half uh, Liverpool. Nobody should be coming to Ibrox and beating us 7 nothing. I don't care who you are. Um, but my immediate thought was, thank God it's done, but the board have got a massive, massive job now, because if they don't get this right, we are going to end up like Man City were when they were back in the second division to Man United. They're going to be a, we're going to end up a play thing to them across the road, and it can't continue to happen, mate. It needs to get done right. If they need to take their time to appoint the right man, take their time. Just don't rush out and give another Pedro Cachina or something. That's all we ask for. Absolutely. Um, I'll try and I'll try and do a quick straw poll of everybody that's in the comments. Um, we now have obviously Stephen Davis along with Alex Ray at the helm. A thumbs up or a thumbs down if you are pleased with the interim uh, managerial position at this point. Ian, um, James said relief, uh, long time coming. Um, I mean, it was just. I think we've all said it. You know, for a few weeks now, we were kick- the the board were basically kicking a can down the the road, weren't they? They were indeed. I mean, I, I can't go against anything you said. That the PSV game number one, Celtic game number two. I mean, even after that, the Motherwell game, you could easily pull the trigger then as well. Um, so yeah, they were kicking the can down the road, hoping things were going to change. It didn't. That was one step too far. Um, Probably took a little bit longer than it even should have at that point, uh, but they finally did it. Uh, the only bit that annoyed me was they did it just as we were coming off air last night, so we didn't get much chance to talk about it. Yeah, and I'll just quickly go to a super chat before I come to you, Connor. Beep, bop, boop. I always say that very slowly so I can get it correct. Uh, 499 super chat, absolutely appreciate that. Uh, I'm not having anyone apart from Muskie, which I would assume is Kevin Muscat. Guaranteed to not only bring success, but also the best football we've seen at the club. Mark my words. That's a big statement, Connor, isn't it? It's bold. Um, I mean, look, I don't know enough about Kevin Muscat's managerial credentials because I've not followed his career, obviously. So I don't know enough about him to say whether he would be the roaring success that's been suggested there, to be fair. Um what, what it does have to be uh, is is the right decision. It sounds like the obvious thing to say, but it's now two managers in under 12 months we've had to sack. This board cannot get this wrong. Connor was in total full flight there. Uh, I'm just picking up a comment here. Right, the comment, the phone lines are open, folks. 01416287237. That's 01416287237. Connor, you're back. I am back. Yes, I don't know what happened there. The screen went blank. Uh, no, as I say, you know, we, we can't afford to dilly dally with this one and then sit here next year and have the same conversation. Um, from a standpoint, both on the part where we need to be, you know, starting to get back to winning a bit of silverware again. Um, and, and obviously, we need to catch up. Um, we're on the side of the city as well now, um, because they're going to inherit a deficit already of seven points, so they're behind the curveball as it is, uh, and even financially, you can't afford to keep sacking managers all the time. 
um, and, and get it wrong. So hopefully they will get it right. But I think like everybody, it was a it was a sense of relief. Um, it all seemed to happen very very quickly last night, though, because um, the first tweet I think I'd seen suggesting he'd gone for somebody on Twitter was at about half past seven, and then like over an hour later it was confirmed. Um, I think just before the club said that the Fabrizio Romano said it, and when I seen his tweet saying, it, I thought I, he's definitely gone if, if if he's saying it. So it, it's relief. Now we've just got to, I think, give the backing to the interim team while they're, they're there. I uh, hope they can do a, a a decent enough job for us in the meantime, and then get get the, the call right. And we don't need to rush in it. We've got the, an international break coming up, so if, if Steve Davis and and Alec Brain, Steve Smith have to take charge for the next two games and then we, we spend a couple of weeks during the international break doing it, so be it. Yeah. Falsey, I did see your comment. I'll get back to it further in the show. I've written it down, so we'll speak about that later. James, the list that's been published by one of the bookmakers, I'm not going to name them because there's so many, but the, imme- the immediate favourite that has come out is a boy called Pascal Janssen. He is obviously, I think, the AZ Altmar manager. Second favourite is Kevin Muscat. Uh, Stephen Davis was third. Uh, Neil Warnock, Derek McInnes. Nutson, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his first name. Uh, Frank Lampard, Graham Potter, Kieran McKenna, Nathan Jones, Marcelo Bielsa, and Marcelo Gallardo. Now, there's obviously the same old names that pop up in these manager sort of list so who's getting the next who's going to be the next manager um is there any out of that lot or any other names that stand out for you i think the boy for south america uh gal gallardo obviously heard a lot of good things for him obviously graham on this pod is bumming him up saying that he's he's one of the boys that's going to be the next best thing i think to come out of south um, america um again i don't know uh, much about the guy, but obviously Graham knows his stuff, mate. You know what I mean. He is very clued up on world football, so I'll, I'm more than, more than willing them to take what uh, the big man says about that. Um, anybody else on that? My first initial thought was Potter, mate, because I think he, his reputation took a bit of a battering um, at Chelsea. Is it something you might want to come up here, mate, and do a couple of seasons up here, get Rangers back in the winning, and then he's obviously back in the shot one day for teams down south again. But it's one of the things whether or not the guy wants to take the job. Me personally, I can't see him doing it because um, I think he obviously wants another crack at the Premier League. Um, but for me, mate, I don't think there's a, an absolute standout in there for me. I just I just think it's one that I definitely don't want at the club is Derek McInnes. He's just a, a no-no because if we're going to go down that road, mate, let's just include everybody in the Scottish Premier League. Let's get David Martindale in. He's just a, his assistant in. I just think it's, it's mental, man, to bring these guys up. These are people that have openly come out and says that they can't beat that mob across the road. So, what do you do, mate? Do you give him a budget and he goes and uh, blows it as well? But the board have got a massive, massive uh, decision now to make, mate, and it needs to be the right uh, choice. And it's one of these things, um, as Connor saying, we can't be sitting here in 12 months' time again or uh, 10 months' time and saying, right, who are we going for now? Um, we're all a very impatient uh, set of fans um, that don't and we need success straight away um, we're Rangers, we shouldn't be playing second fiddle um, with them across the road so for me it's, they've got a big big job in their hands mate. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I think for me, Ian, um, one of the most important things um, is that I've, I've kind of firmly went off this sort of train of thought that it has to be somebody that's connected to the club. I've, I've kind of went 360 on that. I've had enough of that uh, chat now. I want simply the best person for the job. Somebody could have come in and take this, take the players, take the whole f- the whole football club by the scruff of the neck, pretty much like sort of Gerard did, and say, look, it's my way or the highway. Now I know that's a kind of eggs and all eggs in the all your eggs in a basket sort of scenario, but you've got to have somebody that's going to come in and at least command a bit of respect. You're on mute, Ian. You're on mute. Never happens to me. <laughs> That's tonight, though. Um, yeah, the fact this whole thing about him being a Rangers man, it's I hate the saying. I've just it just shakes me to my core now. I don't care if they're a Rangers man. Um, I said it. I think after we came off air last night, I don't care if he's English, French, German, out of Mongolian from Mars. I don't care. As long as he can get us playing good football, attacking football and win a silverware, I don't care where he comes from, to a, to a, to a degree. I mean, I'm not going to say yeah. get Neil Lennon in the door, I don't want him in, obviously. But um, just to point out something on, um, there are a lot of people saying Bielsa, Bielsa, Bielsa. Uh, Bielsa doesn't take clubs midway through a season. He will not mm-hmm. come into a club at any point unless it's the start of a season. So he won't be coming unless yeah. we plan on having Davies and Ray in. But I don't think they will. But no, nah, I don't know a lot of, about most of the names that are on there. Um, I'll do some digging and find out. Um, I, beginning, I think I'm just going to listen to McGraw from now on. He seems to have it nailed on. Um, probably he should go for the manager's job. Uh, he seems to have it all sorted out, to be honest. Uh, he likes um, the guy from South America. He likes Gallardo. And he likes uh, Jensen in, in, in Holland. So if I don't know enough about either of them to make a choice about them. So... But if McGraw saying that they could be the people for the job, he was right about Beal, so I might jump on his train. Yeah, I think there's a few of us have had to swallow a bit of humble pie after the the Beal fiasco, Connor. I'm I'm probably guilty of that as well. <clears throat> um, I was I'm very reluctant to ask for managers to go, but there's a point there. There's just a point in a season where you think enough is enough, and that I snapped after the the PSV game. I had simply seen enough. I wasn't impressed with the signings um for me Desser's goal record's horrendous I think Lammers is just as bad over the last couple of seasons so for me that was massive sort of red flag for me but going forward we have Stephen Davis and Alex Ray at the helm just now um how I mean obviously Davis has played with a lot of these players so how's how's the players going to react to a guy like him telling them basically now what to do well, I think that's where Alec Ray and, and Stevie Smith around about will be important. Um, look, Steve Davis is clearly a, a highly respected player um, at, at the club. I think that the players in that dressing room who have played with him, respect him. Um, some of the other guys, obviously, who come in this year haven't played with him because he's he's been injured, which is the most Rangers thing in the planet that even our manager is injured at this moment in time. Um, but, you know, 
those guys will have, will have seen him about the club and, and know that it's the status he's got and how high in regard he is. So I think they will respect him enough to listen to him. As I say, I think Alec Ray particularly will be important because he's got managerial experience behind him. Um, and, and Paisley, obviously. Um, now, that wasn't their only success. I'm not suggesting that, but at least he knows sort of, you know, a bit about how you how you, you handle a changing room. Um, and... Of course, I, I I suspect he's probably also in because he's got his he's got his UEFA license as well, hasn't he? So that's an important aspect. Um, but it's important. It's, it's a group effort. They all have to pull together. Um, you've got three arguably legends of Rangers past: Stevie Smith, Lesso, but he, he, you know he wasn't terrible. <laughs> he's at his day, um, and you know the, the new crop have to listen to these guys because I tell you one thing: all three of them do have. As Rangers men, as Rangers players, that none of the the current proper players do, they know what it's like to be in successful Rangers teams because they were part of successful Rangers teams. Um, you know, we know Steve Davis. He's a guy who's been part of two squads that have got to European finals. Um, two thousand and eight was brilliant. Alec Ray was in the team that won um, the title on Helicopter Sunday in two thousand and four. So, you know, these guys know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, if you're not going to listen to guys like that, they shouldn't be at the club. Quite frankly, um, is the bottom line, and I'm expecting because he's took a lot of flack, and I think rightly so. I'm expecting James Tavernier to step up to the plate as well as the captain. He's going to have to muck in and do his bit for for the time being. Whether he can, he's capable of it. Time will tell. But now's a chance for him as well to try and galvanise people in in that changing room. Because okay, we all accept you need to take time, but none of us want to go and lose at St Mirren next weekend, and we don't want to be losing on Thursday night either. Yeah, and seeing you've mentioned Tav there, um, this brings me back, James, to Faldy, who made a point in, earlier in the chat, and I wrote it down because I thought it was a good one. <clears throat> this is Tav's eighth manager coming up, James. Um, well, he's played. This will be his eighth manager under Stephen Davis. So when the new manager comes in, it'll be manager number nine. I'm just I'm trying to work this out, and I can't. Can, can you help? It comes down to the pack, does mate. That I keep hearing it's the same thing about Golson. He's the best player in that position at this time. Um, something that just uh, irritates me hearing that. I, I I don't go for this. Or he's the best. It doesn't matter whether somebody's the best. If somebody's not performing in the Rangers shirt, they should not be playing, and they shouldn't be starting a game for the Rangers for me. Because it, it, it's one of the things that goes back to when David Bates was their best defender and that absolutely still kills me to this day that David Bates is the best at anything. He's not even the best defender in his own house, let alone the best defender at Rangers. So for that, mate, I just think that I like to have right and all the goals and stuff like that, man, that he's obviously chipped in, mate. Yep, absolutely. You can't knock it for the guy for a right back. He's obviously been up there and he's been banging the goals in left, right and centre. But the thing I write back will always be judged on is he's defending. And at times it's just, it's absolutely horrendous. You can see it coming for the other side of the park where these uh, teams are obviously hanging in because he's so far up the park. I'm just hoping that Stephen Davis comes in and starts to get a tune out of him because what I would hate for it to happen is somebody, for me, who's a legend at the club and Stephen Davis, that these players don't, don't get their finger out their backside. Um, he's a well-respected man throughout the world. Um, everybody that you, you know that obviously speaks about Stephen Davis has got nothing but 
uh, the high regard for him. I heard Kevin Thompson last night saying that he's the best player that he's ever played with. Um, and and for me, I think these players, they owe it to Stephen to obviously get him a good win, um, or win, sorry, starting on Thursday, then going on to uh, St Martin, which then starts to get the confidence around the place as well for me, mate. So this is what we start doing. It breeds, and he's, uh, as Connor says, the man's a born winner for me. He's been in teams where, you know, dragging us into the 2008 uh, final. It was, he's just one of the guys for me. He, he's a Rolls Royce player, and I just hope he gets in there with the same attitude um, as a manager. And I hope Alec Ray gets in there and starts stripping a few of these players and telling them a few home truths because they do need it. See this stuff now in modern football? You can't speak to football players. Pathetic. I've never heard that. That's the biggest load of crap I think I've ever heard in my life. Players are grown adults. See if you're playing for it. It's like me getting into my work and I'm not performing. Is my manager then going to take me to the side and say, oh, well, you know, let's, you know, we can't speak to you. And I say, no, I can tell. You're not doing your job right. Get your finger out your backside and start performing. So that's that's what I'm looking for, mate. Yeah. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Obviously, Folsey's come back, Ian. Um, Tav is part of the long term shite culture and mentality, it all has to change. Um, your thoughts? My thought on that one is someone else mentioned it in the com- comments earlier. There were two videos I saw on social media today. One one fan talk, trying to talk to the players. He tries to get words out of Tav saying, when's it going to change? When are we going to see a difference? What are we going to do? Cav can't get away quick enough. All he wants to do is argue with him. Jack Butlin stops takes his time, talks to him, remains calm, which Tav didn't do. Tav started shouting back. Um, remains calm, tells him it's not good enough. We know it's not good enough. We are doing our best to try and change that. We will be better. Okay, sound bitey, but he took the time. That's the mentality we need from every single one of our players. Not a captain who's just going to turn around and go, well, what do you want me to do about it? There's nothing we can do. It's done and walk away. I've defended Tav. I've sat here, I defended Tav. I've said, like, where would we be without him um, with his goals from last season? Um, he has had absolute superb seasons for us. There's no denying it, the, the run to the Europa League and all the rest of it. But that's in the past. You're only as good as your last game for this club. We all know that. So we need the mentality that Butlin brings. I'm not saying that Butlin should be captain because I don't think goalkeepers should be captain. Yet they can see everything, but they can't get that message out around the pitch quick enough. But that's the mentality we need to go, and I completely agree with Hodes' comment. It's an attitude change is needed, and hopefully, with what is what we'll go down to be a proper club legend taking interim charge, with Alex Ray behind him doing the ass kicking, hopefully we'll start to see some some sort of improvement. And hopefully he's got the balls to go in there and go, Tav, mate, sorry, I'm going to have to give this captaincy to somebody else because it times for a change. Yeah, um, I think being club captain i think if you're at too long corner it can sometimes weigh on you um you know you 
especially if, if you're club captain when there's a period of time where the success hasn't quite been there. Um, it's all very well if you were um, Terry Butcher, Richard Goff, you know, David Weir, captains like that, Barry Ferguson, you know, guys that were regularly winning things. I think if you're if you're regularly winning things, then whoever's that captain is obviously doing a good enough job. Um, what I liked about all those captains was that if something wasn't going right, they would absolutely berate whoever that player was. They they wouldn't care who they were. Barry Ferguson was berating some Ronald De Boer and Lorenzo Amoruso and guys like that. He didn't care who they were. He wanted a certain level met. And I just think I just don't think I'm not expecting them to be this ogre and shouting and you know, you know, just berating people for no reason, but at least let no players know when you know, they're not stepping up to the plate, basically. Of course, it's, listen, you know, you, you can't eat, because I get fed up at watching Tav in games where, um, like the Aberdeen game at the weekend, where it's everything has got, everything that can go wrong has gone wrong. The manager's lost the plot in the touchline. He's no clue down what he's doing. He's trying to throw players on in, in the veil hope that something changes. He's bringing a Scott Wright on, for example, at halftime and Barisic. It's not working. And Tavernier is doing nothing. There's not every time the camera pans to him, he's not looking angry, he's not looking bothered, he's not shouting at players, he's not demanding better, he's not trying to bring people together. Um, even in moments of adversity, you know, we're down to 10 men, but we get a goal back. So your captain should be getting everybody gathered around and going, right, come on, boys, let's get into this here. We can still take something for this game. A draw wouldn't have been good enough, clearly, but it would have been nice to see some of that passion coming for the captain, and it's not been there. Um, and look, I has he been fantastic in terms of the goals he scored and you know Europa League Golden Boot and all that? That's all brilliant. It's brilliant individual achievements he, he's got and, and over a hundred goals for a right back would all agree is quite some achievement. But you know the the great captains that we've had in, in the past had the right mentality and the right attitude to know how to deal with adversity. James Tavernier hasn't shown that. He's never fully recovered it. I don't think since his match day programmes when he said he, that they struggled to play in front of fans. That's unacceptable for a Rangers captain to say. Can you imagine Barry Ferguson saying that? Can you imagine John Gregg saying that? Um, or even Richard Golf when he was captain? Not a chance in this planet would any of those players be saying that because it's a nonsense. And I think that started to turn a lot of people sour on him as captain. I also think when you've had the amount of managers he's played under, it might not be the worst idea to look at changing the captaincy. Because how long do you let that continue? Sometimes that, that freshness can help you, especially for a new manager, because they want to sit there um, style an idea. I don't Absolutely. know who that would be. Personally, oh. I, think, I think Goldson would be a better captain because he at least tears into players a bit more than Tavernier. I mean, James, the new manager who's good at whoever, whoever that may be, do you trust the board to pick the appropriate person that is going to be good enough to drive the club forward gets a tune out of these players that we've currently got and, you know, identify players that we either need to get rid of as in the current squad and then obviously whoever he wants. Do you trust the, the board to get this, this appointment right? A couple of weeks ago, I'd have said no, but I think after hearing the way the fans have reacted, mate, even when we were winning games, they know it's not good enough. So I think and I hope now that they know that this isn't a case of, oh, we'll just go, we'll need to get somebody into a piece of fan. 
they need to make this uh, as I say is at the top of the show mate this is without doubt the biggest decision that this board will ever make in their lives Hold on James we've got Andrew on the line Andrew how are you? I'm fine I'm fine Brian how are you doing you and lads okay? Not bad yourself I'm fine a bit relieved how, after how, last night I think none of us were surprised, really, after Saturday's shite show. I mean, that was, frankly, I switched off the radio when uh, the Dons went 1-0 up. I thought, oh, fuck off, sort of thing to myself. And, you know, put it off. And I knew we were coming back. When I saw it was 2-0, I thought, bloody hell. This this is just not acceptable anymore. You know, it's, it's really beyond a joke. But... You know, let, let's maybe let other guys talk about potential managers. My worry would be whoever gets the job, can they get a tune out of Beale's blooming signings? Or are you going to have to have a fire sale in January, lads? Ian, uh, you know, is, is the new manager, whoever that may be, going to get a tune out of these players that Beale signed? Well, he's got a tough job because there's a couple of them I think he could. Um but the majority of them, I can't see it. I mean, I can't see anybody getting a tune out of Dessers. No one's really managed to do it in the last two or three seasons. He had one good season in the in the in the Conference League. Um, Lammers as well. I mean, this. I think there is something in Lammers. I think with the right coaching, you could possibly see something. But it's buts and maybes, isn't it? But it depends on the coach. The right coach can get the the, the team to play together no matter what. I mean, it's an old one, but. Um, Alex Ferguson used to be able to do it. He used to be like Man United had some crap teams come the end of his reign, but he still managed to get them playing. Uh, Walter Smith even managed to do it coming back after Le Guin and managed to get a tune out of players that Le Guin was horrible with. So it just depends on the manager. And do you trust this board, uh, Andrew, to get a tune out of these players, or sorry, to choose the right manager to get a tune out of the players? Well, I think they're going to have to eat humble pie and maybe get the likes of Graham Soonest to come in and at least advise them on a sort of football manager um, to try and, and select the right recruitment sort of process and get the right guy in. I mean, I'm on about the guy Nutson from, you know, Bodo Glimt in Norway. He's, he's on the course to win three Norwegian titles. Frank Lampard's another, Stephen Gerrard. Kevin Muscamp, okay, if he brought the same success as Big Ange did across the road, then fair enough. You know, you, you, you can get maybe a tune, as the lads were saying, some of these players, but whoever gets that job has got a huge task ahead. Absolutely, Andrew. Absolutely. Thanks for calling in. Uh, the phone lines are busy, so we'll hope you'll phone back again in the future. Thank you very much. Uh, so, Connor, yeah... Um, Ian saying he's well. Sorry, James was saying he was kind of hopeful and confident that you know the the board would appoint the right one. Um, Andrew was just saying you know he's going through some of the the manager you know the managers that are on the list that are available. Um, do you see the board picking the right person? Uh, I think you know. Yeah, I I can see if they approach it correct and. You know, they, they don't just go for the first cheap available option and, and properly, you know, understand who they're bringing in. And somebody, I think we need somebody with a bit more experience as well. Because you look at, um, you know, Mick Beale and, and, and Gio, they didn't have loads of managerial experience when they came to us. I mean, Michael Beale 
had only managed, you know, a few games for QPR. And even then, when he left there, he'd lost five games in a row at QPR before we brought him in. Uh, and Gio had, to be fair, a, a fairly decent run uh, in, in, in Holland. But again, didn't have a great time in Qatar, which was the other job he had. So you've got to make sure that you're bringing a calibre of manager. Because let's not forget here, like it or no, across the city, they've got a guy in Brendan Rodgers who clearly is a top manager. Um, and we need somebody, I'm not saying necessarily that out, but somebody who's capable, um, who's got enough experience about him to compete with that out and, and get there themselves. Um, that's why pe- my personal preference would be potentially a Graham Potter maybe. Um, that kind of, or if you were going down the more experienced route, I've even said, you know, you, you can look at some of the, the, the guys that are out a job down south that amongst means like any Walnut, as you mentioned, or you know, your Sam Allardyces, it doesn't matter, you know, as long as it's the right call that, that's made. And it'll be hard to judge because you can't judge that straight away. And we will because what frustrates me, a lot of people say, oh, I don't want him, don't want him, definitely don't want him. No, there are there are definite red lines for me, like a Derek McInnes, not a chance. But the vast majority, whoever we bring in, we've got to get behind at the start to give them a you know every fight and chance. Um but again, we'll only do that if we think the board gets it right. So it's it, I can't emphasise the importance on, on, on this decision for the board. Absolutely. And James, I noticed this in some of the, I think it was talk sport, that uh, Simon Jordan was mentioning. He said that Sue Swetelman spoke to the club and he wasn't enamoured with what they were coming back with and saying to him how to move the club forward. Um, does that kind of worry you that a guy like Sunis isn't impressed with what they're saying? Aye, 100%, mate. For me, it's obviously you look at Graeme Souris and he ain't never bad mouse the club for me. He's always He always talks the club up and it is worrying if, if Graeme's coming back and saying things like that. Um, could his attitude maybe have changed or whatever? Could the board maybe now come and meet him 50-50 and say, right, well, if you're going to come in, we'll, we'll give you whatever freedom to go and have a look and go and speak to people. Um, but for me, mate, it's got to be... Either, this board have now got to go through each and every CV for me, mate. Sorry about this, James. Uh, Stuart's on live. Stuart, how are we? Hi there. Who am I speaking to? You're through to the... Brian, how you doing? Hi, Brian. My what was your was thoughts Brian, last night? When we were talking earlier, we were talking earlier about the captaincy. Mm-hmm. Hi there, Brian. Hi, the rest of the panel. It's Stuart. Hi Brian, my point to my point to yourself and the rest of, my point to yourself and the rest of the panel would be when we're speaking about the the captaincy, just to freshen yeah. things up. Sorry. When you go, rest of the panel, just just to freshen things up eh, in regards to the captaincy, we could do a lot worse than than. Gear to the, the the goalkeeper that's that's just arrived. He's very well trained media wise. He's, he's media savvy, and he must be wondering what he's actually doing here because he's been promised stuff for for Bill in regards to where we were going, what direction we were heading. And I dare say at Christmas, if he's still disillusioned at what's happening at the club, eh, I dare say teams for the the EPL will come in looking at him. 
Ian, what's your thoughts on that? Let's get myself off mute so I don't do it again. Um, uh, I said earlier on that, that that Butland is is a sort of a captain material and the sort of captain we do need. The only no, my only problem with it is because of where he plays. I'm not a massive fan of having goalkeepers as captain, just because. Yeah, they can see the whole pitch and they can see everything that's going on, but they can't get that message out quick enough. Whereas someone who's on the pitch can actually do it. Um, that sort I, of person, though, I totally agree with you. Sorry, say again. I think he's vocal enough and he's got enough of a presence that he would demand the, the rest of the dressing room to listen to him. I don't think he's a shrinking violet. Oh, no, he's not a shrinking violet. But by any stretch, my thing actually. is, as well. If, if 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 we give that guy a bit of respect and we give him a bit of something to work with, it, it could be enough to to make him think. You know, some I, I could I could hold the, the love of this club and fend off any potential suitors through him having that at his finger. Fair point. Yeah. Fair point, Stuart. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for phoning in. A great point, uh, Connor. A Butland captain. Um, Stuart seems to think he's got the the sort of presence and the sort of experience to help drag the you know the team forward. Um, he's obviously stated there that you know Beale promised him. You know he's obviously promised him certain things to come to the club. Um, is he sort of the the sort of player that is potentially a chance to be captain? I think he has to be because to be perfectly honest, I don't know if, if Ian and James would agree, but when you look through the squad, if you want to take the captaincy of Tavernier, there's nobody apart from Butland that really jumps out at you that you think could do the job. Um, you know, because I mean, I don't know, maybe some people you could you could could you see Ryan Jack? I don't know. I, I wouldn't personally, but I get why some people might think him. But apart from that, nothing schemes to me, apart from Butland. Um, I know the point he made there about goalkeepers being captain, and aye, it's not always the best idea, but listen, the guy's got good quality about him and his, his media presence. He's no shied away from any criticism. You know, the example you mentioned, Ian, and, and even the fact that he's conducted the, the press conference again. You know, we've just had our manager sacked um, after a disastrous weekend, and James Tavernier has been absolutely nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. He's had a way where Jack Butland hasn't he, you know. Um, so he's, he's already shown that quality for me. So I would say... He's went he's went on that familiar pose, James. Can you carry on? I'm just dying to say, wonder what Connor's going to say now, mate. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm scared to speak here now. <laughs> nah, um... For me, mate, I think it's, I think, I know, uh, with Butland, is that he's played at the very highest level, mate. He's played for England. He's played with top-class international players. So he gets it. He absolutely gets playing for Rangers. And he's bringing that with him. So for me, if you are going to change the captaincy, as Connor was saying there, my ideal captain would be Ryan Jack. If he could actually play 30 to 40 games a season, 100% Ryan Jack would be the captain for me. Unfortunately, Ryan Canney. Um, and there's no point in giving it to somebody that's going to be sitting either up in the stands or on the bench um, this weeks. So the ideal one for me is Butland because he does seem to he has got a bit about him and you see him berating people out, out in that park, mate. You see him going absolutely bananas the same way that Alan McGregor did 
If something's no gone right, he's no scared to have a go at people. And that's all we're asking for. Even under the likes of Richard Goff and Terry Butcher, we had 11 leaders on the park. So Richard Goff's job was easy at the time. But the thing is, guys, for me, is that that then obviously comes uh, for a strong manager for me, Brian. I, you, you need a strong manager because the story that I always go back to with was Walter Smith grabbing Richard Goff by the throat. Now, and, and what line <laughs> my work manager, was your manager grabbing the captain and saying to him, if you don't get your finger out your backside and you want to get about fighting with folk, well, fight me first then. And that was the type of... And Walter Smith just did that that horror about him as well, mate, that he walked into a dressing room and everybody shut up. Under Bill, mate, I've just got... I've got images of guys sitting in the corner smoking and playing cards and talk, talking to one another while Michael Bill's trying to get his tactics across. It might not have been that way. I'm just... Obviously, it's just the, the impression I get off of uh, Michael Bill, but we need a strong manager, and then I think that's where the strong captain will then come into the uh, uh, play as well, mate. Yeah. Connor, could you finish off what you were saying? Hold on. Before you start, sorry, Christopher is on the line. Christopher, how are you doing? Hi. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. How is everybody? Not bad yourself? Yeah, not bad, not bad. A wee bit better uh, hearing that news uh, last night. Uh, what I was going to say was it was about Kevin Muscat being as the bookie's favourite. I've just looked at his Yogahara Marinos. Uh, he's only won three of the last ten. He's won one game in five and he's lost three out of five matches. And I don't think that's the kind of appointment we should be looking at. We should be looking at someone that's actually getting results at the moment rather than going for someone who's out of form, so to speak. Eh? Absolutely. I mean... Um, I mean, how would how how would you assess his sort of his like managerial history? Then I mean, it's fair, you know, it's okay saying immediately he's not winning games, but has he done decent like in his career? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, it, it, seems, to ha- it seems to have done well. It seems to have been uh, coming off an Ange blueprint where he's tear over Yuka Marinos and he's kind of followed Angie's uh, footsteps. My only problem with Muska also would be is we've seen this before. Sometimes the student doesn't rise up to the levels of the mentor and we've seen that many times before. Uh, like, for instance, I'll use an example Alan McCoyst, he never rose to anywhere near the level of a Walter Smith, etc. So, there is plenty of examples out there where the student isn't as good as the mentor, and that would be a, a concern as well. And also, if things are a bit sticky at Yokohama Marinos at the minute, who says he's still just looking to get out of there before he gets his P45 out of there? Connor, is that sort of uh, by the way, thanks for, for thanks for your call. Excellent points, uh, Connor. Is that sort of the manager sort of that we're looking at just now? You know, I think Christopher said he's played the last ten. He's won one, lost three, and the rest have been draws. So mm-hmm. uh, he's he's obviously getting a bit of heat from his his own team, isn't he? Yeah, well, that's the thing. And as I said there, you know, we mentioned earlier, 
that Michael Beale was in a similar run of form at QPR when we appointed him and look where that's ended up. So I would agree with Christopher in that aspect. Again, it's about doing your homework on these guys and, and not just going, oh, well, you know, the guy worked under came and done a brilliant job, so therefore he'll do a great job. Doesn't it work like that? It's not how football works. Plus, I, I had a wee um, uh, look on his, his Wikipedia page as well to try and see, and he had a spell in, in the German top flight. He was sacked after six months because he poor results. Um, and if you want to align a, a European league to kind of where he'd be coming to here, then certainly Belgium's a fair benchmark in terms of his European experience uh, as a manager. Uh, when the heat's on, because these leagues are different, gravy. You know, Japan, um, uh, Australia, and that where he's managed, okay, he's done decent things there. But I want somebody who knows European football properly as a as a manager as well, and not just a guy who's. <clears throat> because the thing is as well, I, it feels like you're trying to feed our Celtic scraps as well by saying, "Oh, let's bring in Angie's assistant." Um, we shouldn't need to follow Celtic in order to get a manager and get our decisions correct. That shouldn't be where we are as a football club. Because we've all said that we don't want to be number two on the park or off the park. I don't want to be second best to their boardroom and have their board go, well, whatever they done that was good, we can just do that. No, let's have a rain way of thinking and bring in our rain managers. Absolutely. And Ian, this is my worry as well. CGM's making a good point. Rangers are going to go for the cheapest option available. Um I mean, I think Beal was certainly not a an expensive option, but it's cheapest isn't always best, is it? Bef- and before you before you answer, sorry, Alex is waiting. Alex, how are you doing? I'm okay. Thanks very much, Brian. Nice to talk to you guys. The rest yeah, of the James, well. Connor, Ian, the usual. How's the weather been doing in Norfolk? Ian, you've got a right good tan in that forehead there. Yeah, that was yesterday. I was out playing football all day and it got burnt. And today it's absolutely pissing down. So I'd rather it was to, yeah, today I was playing. How did you react to the news yesterday, <laughs> you're Alec? Making, you're, making the, you're making the rest of the panel look as if a bloody goth. <laughs> I'm just batting, I'm just back from all day, Cheek. <laughs> How did you react well, to the news Anyway, listen, it's, it's nice to see you. I've waited a wee while to get through tonight. The lines are absolutely jam-packed. Look, here I go then. Here, we, here it starts. Michael Beale, thank you very much. Thank you very much for all your work at Ibrox. Thank you for ruining my boyhood team. Thank you for nearly putting us in a bankruptcy situation. Thank you for bringing in players that you said you'd scouted so hard to get. Dessers. Okay, I'm leaving Danilo out of this one. That was a Saurian. Okay, that bad boy, in my opinion, is separated for all this. Tav, you can go at any time. Okay? You have no the player you are. Thanks for your effort. No bother at all. Okay? Uh, I want to ask James. James, how are you doing? Apart from looking really grumpy with a big pitted lip there. <laughs> oh, I'm all right, mate. I'm happy now, mate. As I said before, I'm getting back to Ibrooks now that he's away, mate. I know you said that. I want to ask you one simple wee question, James, right? Yeah. What did you think of McInnes as a Rangers player? As a player? Well, he's done a fair enough job, mate. I thought he was quite tidy for, for the games that he played in. Um, he was 
I would say it was a, an average kind of squad player they have run about the park, mate. Hey, that's okay. It's just that he fucked us up the first day of the season. And you know who I've been threatening? Even now, though, I'm, I'm keeping an open mind. I don't want to see a foreigner in here. And I've heard all sorts of shit. This is, this is the circus starting now. This is the circus starting. We're getting Van Nistelrooy. We're getting everybody with it. Clarence, the bloody juggler. Look, I'll tell you what. Has Postacoglu got a younger brother? We don't know about. Eh? I mean, seriously. This is the situation we're in here. I want my team to do well. Um, it's a short-term solution with Davis, who's a great player. Alex Ray, a hard man. He'll go in there and boot a few fucking arses, I can tell you. But I'll tell you what, what do we do with these idiots that we've got left now, thanks to Michael? What do we do with like so? Bessels is never going to come good. Lammers is in the borderline. Poor old uh, Todd's at the game. He was a player when he, when he first came here. And he's, he's a counterpart for, for Norfolk, uh, for, sorry, Norwich uh, Dowell. Can we see somebody please with a bit of strength here? No foreigners, please. Somebody that understands Rangers Football Club and they'll take us forward. Please, 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 I'm begging you. Right, guys, I've got nothing else to say on that because I know that there's a pile of callers coming on. Martin's got the hair left. Martin's as bald as a cook now, pulling his hair out on the other end of that phone. So, guys, can I leave it with you and have a chuckle amongst yourselves at what you know, what's going to happen here? But please, no foreigners. We've had enough of them, okay? Thank you, Alex. Cheers Isn't for it? that. So, Ian, Alex has nailed his colours to the masses. He would say he wants a, a British-based manager. He says we've had enough of the foreign experiment as far as managerial appointments are concerned. Do you agree? No, not in the slightest. Um, Bale's a British manager. Didn't work out too well, did it? I mean, Gerard. I mean, I know Gerard brought us fifty-five, but overall, it wasn't that great. I know he had, it was a difficult job. He had to build it up, and it, if it wasn't for COVID, would probably have lost his job that season. Two words for for Alex. I mean, bless him. I do love him. Um, the last. We had two foreign, well, up until recently, I've not worried about Pedro and all that rubbish. Um, Dick Advocat, did he know anything about Rangers before he came here? No. Absolute success. Paula Gwen failed, granted. But I don't think it matters that you need to know about Rangers. You just need to know how to manage football players and get them to play in a style and get them to win games. I mean, he's saying, oh, does Ange have a, a brother we don't know about? Do you think Ange Postacoglu had any knowledge of Celtic Football Club before he turned up? Probably not. But he managed to turn around and get him winning. So I don't care. I, I said it at the start. I don't care where they're from as long as they can get us winning and bring us silverware. Don't matter to me where they come from. I think that's the thing, Connor. Um, from my perspective, they could be Martians from the moon. It wouldn't bother me. They could get a winning team on that park. That's all that matters, isn't it? The Martians not live on Mars. Well, Mars, wherever. As long as, you know, it doesn't matter what planet they're from. If they can manage a football club and get us to win, I would take that, Connor. I would take that 100%. As long as I'm at the, the, it's the right guy for the job when he comes in and get his winning games. Well, them, it's me, you've, got, you've got the curse tonight, Connor. Ryan's waiting. Ryan, how are you? How about that, guys? How are you? Not bad, thanks. Not bad. What was your feelings when the news broke last night? 
So, honestly, I was quite happy, um, quite chuffed, honestly, like uh, seeing him gone. I'm I'm from near Aberdeen, and I like to travel up to Ibrox, but it, it was not, I, I could not justify spending money uh, going up to see that absolute draw. Um, games, it just, it just didn't, uh, it, it, I just couldn't have picture spending money on that. It's yeah. hard enough watching it for him. Yeah. But I mean, it's, did you see it as a surprise um, when it came out or was it a matter of time? No, no, it was a matter of time. I've, I've been wanting them out for the past, uh, since that old firm defeat, to be honest, I've been wanting them gone since then. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, it did not come as a surprise at all. And who do you think is the well? Who who do you think is the most suitable manager to move us forward? Uh, Marcel Gallardo. No, I spoke I spoke to Martin on the other end of the phone, and he said you won't care much about him. But uh, he's um, the ex River Plate manager. Mm-hmm. He's uh, got a lot of trophies. Uh, only managed them for about nine years or something. He's got a boatload of trophies with them. Um, and honestly, I think he's the the best guy to move us forward. And I, th- I think That's as well, well, Alex, you've got to remember that the, the, the next poor manager has got to work with this squad until at least January. Do you think Gallardo's got the the mouse and the sort of the, the know-it-all to oh. get these guys playing as a, co- a, a cohesive unit? Yeah, I think, I think, I think if you bring the squad together, um, he's like, like, it's obviously near European league he's managed. He's managed the um, uh, Argentinian div- uh, Premier Division. Uh, mm. It's made of a, it's a physical league. That like if you if you watch some games, it's all about it's like four three threes and and balls into the box uh, on your uh, with like packing fullback. So kind of kind of things we we seen under under Gio um, and a little bit from Beal, but. I think he could probably get the best out of like someone like Danilo and even probably spark a player in um in, in Lammers as well. Um mm-hmm. hopefully sort of up, up fucking defence. <laughs> well yeah, absolutely. Uh thanks very much, Ryan. Thanks for your call. That was brilliant. Thank you very oh. much. Uh Connor Ryan was mentioning there uh Gallardo. There's a lot of folk obviously jumping on the Gallardo train as you would like to think um it's you know ifs buts maybe is who you really want but you know it's mm. it's gonna be so difficult for for us to get a guy like that though isn't it um, i would be i absolutely um I imagine the question though, haven't you? you've got to ask the question you know common size is should be asking the question of just about any manager outside maybe the top four clubs in england really um we should have enough appeal about us to at least have a conversation with people. Um, albeit the state of things, I know that might might be slightly different. But uh, the one thing I would say, though, I, I'm no against the idea of foreign managers by any means. However, in my lifetime, I've seen Rangers have three foreign managers. Two of them were abject failures. Only one of them was a success. That was Dick Advocate. Pedro Cashina was full of shite, um, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, Okay, the best thing he did was was Alfredo Morelos and Paul McGuinn. Similarly, the best thing he done was Sasa Papach. Um, you know what I mean? So that's where I have my concerns that we've got a one out of three 
success rate with foreign managers in my lifetime. Doesn't mean that the next one wouldn't be, but it does. It just makes me hesitate a bit because uh, I just get the the Le Guin, Kashina, you know, shivers down my spine whenever I, I hear something like that. But but we've got to have a conversation with everybody because the board, I'm sure, if they're a responsible enough board, they'll have a list and they'll be going through that list, picking up the phone to people um, to get them in for interviews and, and, and have those conversations. Yeah, I mean, James, it's uh, it's oh sorry. Before we come to you, James Stewart, Stewart's waiting. Stuart Anderson, how you doing, Stuart? Hi guys. How you doing? Um, my my point tonight, uh, sidely, we'll do the side one first because the most important ones are better. So, would you guys take Hadji back? Because I don't know the deal with his loan. Have you got something written in? We can get him back, or would we need to pay compensation? I don't know. Can we just grab him? Uh-huh. I have no idea. Any of the guys, any idea of about the loan of Hanji, James? No, no, I've not got any. I think he's mate on it, whether it's a state loan deal or whether we can get him back in January or whatever, but uh, I agree with him that he's he's somebody that will try the unusual. He'll, he's somebody that will try something that the other players are scared to do. He will actually have this mad thing called a shot at goal from outside the box. Um, he's very, very good at it. He will, like I say, he is a frustrating player to, to me at times. Um, but that one pass, mate, will create that chance to score a goal. So I think that's one of the things, mate, that we'll just need to live with when we do get the boy back. I do think he is a great player. I just don't think he's been played in the right position. He's not a winger. He's not got the pace to be a winger. He's better in, in the middle of the park. He's got quick feet and he's brilliant at spraying passes about, mate. So for me, I would have him back in a heartbeat now. Okay, Stuart, your next point. Uh, the next one's good. So <laughs> we were told after Green and White that no one man would ever have the power to destroy our club and then we just hand him the keys. What do you think of that, guys? Connor, i cut you off before, so I'll let you come back in this one. Uh, well, listen, Stuart, I, I said... Um, Quite recently, the the, the level um, of power that he had was a, was a concern because when Ross Wilson left as the director of football, everything then went to Bill. Bill was the guy responsible for signing and, and scouting these players through his networks. Um, mm-hmm. He basically had ultimate control over that, and that does create mm-hmm. a bit of a power vacuum and a bit of an issue. So, I think it was clear we needed to have some sort of director of football. Um, in, in place to, to balance it out. Um, but clearly, he never had as much power as That's we thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much for your call, Stuart. That was a good good points there. Um, well put over. Thank you very much. I mean, Ian, it's as, as Stuart just said, you know, the director of football is vacant. Will that get filled? Who knows? Managers vacant. Um, there's a definite vacuum in there. Um, as Connor, you know, just mentioned, you know, that there's nobody sort of making any decisions now, football-wise, is there? No, and that is a bit of a worry. Um, there's no real football men at the helm. Um, I always thought that uh, Bill's time might be up if we actually got a director of football in. I thought that if because uh, he like the, the caller said, it seemed he was running the steering the ship he had the keys to everything he was buying the players scouting the players saying that these were players that he's had an eye on for years 
So I always wondered if, if we did bring a director of football in, would that be the moment that, that Beal was actually getting the boot? Um, we need one. We definitely need one. Um, there should have been someone in place so that we could, for this very moment, that when Beal wasn't there, they've got the list. But that list goes both ways. It doesn't. If, if Beal had been a success, there still needed to be a list because if you were successful, someone will come looking for you. So either way, we should have a list of managers we should be heading for, and it should be happening right now. Director of football or no. But I think it's it's not just a manager that needs to come in. Um, even if it is talk to someone and say, right, we want to bring a director of football. Do you have a preferred person you work with as a director of football? Or we have this guy in charge. Will you work under him and use that as part of the decision-making process? I don't know how all this stuff works. Um, don't pretend to be that big in business in that sense. But it's something we need because we can't go again to with the manager in full control of everything. Not anymore. Not, not not these days. It doesn't work these days. I think, James, we we need a director of football. Uh, we've got time for one more call if anybody else wants to throw in their tuppence worth in this uh, news that Michael Beale left the club. Um, director of football. There's a few people saying in the comments, you know, we need we need a director of football before a manager. Um, do you go along the lines with that? I do, mate. I do, because then it's obviously everything's structured uh, for then on in, because then you've got you've got the guy that's obviously having to answer to that guy um, and he's obviously then going to go and look for the best possible thing. But, but for me, mate, I heard there was 40 odd applications in for the Hibs job. There's got to be at least double that in for the Rangers job. This board have got to go through every single CV and please, for the love of God, don't listen to somebody's PowerPoint presentation and then Make your hang me on that. Look at everything about the guy. Um, and I think that's when you obviously you go back to me, uh, uh, the director of football, that we need somebody in there that's a, a football man um, and a manager that's going to come in with a, a certain way of playing football. And not just also going and playing the one way, because you, you know what it's like, mate, uh, during games. You've got to change it up. You've got to go out there and you've got to change, mate, if things aren't going the right way. Um, so I. Director of football first, mate, and then we can then go and uh, look at getting the manager in. Yeah, I'm, that's, that was one position I'm quite surprised, uh, Connor, that we haven't filled was the director of football. I thought that was the ethos of the club. I thought that's the way they wanted things to go. Um, and I think it's Stuart, it was Stuart said on the phone line, you know, they've they basically handed everything over to, to be able to let him do the whole thing. And I don't think in today's football that's possible, is it? It, no, you shouldn't be doing that. I mean, I don't, I don't know how that worked. I don't know if it was a case that the board decided, look, do you know what? There you go, Mick. You take on that role um, and, and we'll kind of take our time about a director of football or if Michael Beale and his PowerPoint said, no, listen, lads, you don't need a director of football. I'll do it. I, I can do it up, do everything. Um, when they're bringing in somebody like Beale as well at the time, as I say, again, who was his experiences, was you can't ask him to do everything. By himself, you need that structure there because I want call me crazy, you know, or everyone should have thought, but I want the football manager to be focused on the football and what's happening in the park and on the training ground. Yes, he's got to have a say um, towards the signings. He's got to obviously have be part of that conversation, but he, he doesn't need to be running that conversation. You can have a director of football, um, and if I'm being honest, you know, who that would be, I don't know. Um, doesn't have to be a Rangers man. Could be anybody, um, as long as they're good enough to fill the the position. To be perfectly honest with you, um, and have that good relationship. And I don't know, 
Maybe, because I agree with James, I think ideally you would bring the director of football in first. Either that, if you can get them both in at the same time. Either way, would be okay, but you've got to make sure you've got a good relationship um, between the two, so that every party is doing its job. I mean, Ian, it's a case of um, they've really they've really reversed themselves into a, a, a bad corner here, and they can't get themselves out, can they? I mean, it's it's uh, well. Ross Wilson always said that the they had a succession plan of whatever was going to happen if he left or if the manager left. They knew what they were going to do. Um, that doesn't seem to be the case, does it? Nah, this board seems to have painted themselves into a corner, to be honest. Um, they're not they haven't been forward thinking in that sense when Wilson went. If there was a succession plan for him going, why was uh, the new director of football not in place? Hold your thoughts, Ian. We've got another Ian on the line. Ian, how are we? How are you doing, guys? All right. Very good yourself. Nah, no bad, no bad. I'm just trying to make a point is when Bill came in. And he turned around and says he'd never offered Morelles or Kent another contract. And his scouting system looked at guys like Dessers and Lammers. You try to tell me that his scouting system said that these guys were better than the guys that we've already got and we're letting them go for nothing. I just want to see what your point is. Well, on you go, Ian. You were in mid-flow, so I'll let you take that one. In Bale's eyes, yeah. Well, it's simple, simple facts. Bill said himself he'd been at least with Dessers, at, at least Dessers, he's been scouting this lad since for four years. And Lammers the same. So in his eyes, these guys were the right guys to bring in to replace the people that were leaving. They were better quality. They'll do a better job. They'll score more goals. And he, uh, I think someone on the, I can't remember if it was on this pod or something else, but someone had said that him and his entire scouting team got round the table and said, these are the guys we want, let's go get them. And the board backed them and gave them everything they wanted. And then we ended up with the the, the show that we've had since the start of the season. So in Bill's even, eyes, yeah, he thought that these guys were better. But even even when you look at guys like Chikawa and Hadji, we've let players go like that. And he's kept these guys like Dessels and Lammers, who to me... I could pick a better fucking team with the guys that I work with than listen, and go and watch that on a Saturday afternoon. As soon as Aberdeen scored that first goal on Saturday, I knew that there was no chance that Rangers were scoring fucking anything. Rangers could still be playing the new and still no score a fucking goal against Aberdeen. There's nothing. There's no, there's no even one player in that part that you could sit and get off and get edge of your seat and sit and go, do you know what? That's a player. He excites me. Not fucking one of the players on that part on Saturday are worth the fucking money as far as I'm concerned. And Tavernier as a captain is an absolute fucking shit show. And the quicker we get fucking Tavernier sit to the captain say the better. Because I think you'll see a far better Rangers team with fucking Tavernier knows the captain. Thank you very much, Ian. Very honest opinion. That's what we love to hear. Uh, James, not much you could really disagree with there, Ian, is there? 
Nope, absolutely not, mate. Um, and we also let Kolak walk out the door as well. Well, no walk out the door, but um, yeah. the guy was a goal scorer. I think last year he made 13 goals. I don't think Dessels had 13 target. And going on about trying to get a tune out of him, mate, I don't think Frank Sinatra could get a tune out of him. <laughs> I just think the guy is, without doubt, one of the worst strikers I think I've ever seen. And I think a guy summed it up on another show somewhere, called him the Nigerian Kevin Kyle. And, that, and that's what he is, mate. He's just... He's hopeless, mate. Absolute hopeless. And if he's been chasing him for four years, sweet Jesus, man. Need one of the guys out of job now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Connor, um, I've had a... Uh, sorry, just to let you know, folks, that's the phone lines closed. Um, it's been a busy, busy night. But, Connor, yeah, I mean, for me, the Sakala letting go, Cholak go... Lowry letting go, Hadji, you know, at least when those guys were on the pitch, you could see they were trying something, weren't they? Aye, you knew, you knew when they were on the pitch what they were trying to do, absolutely. Yeah. Listen, Sakala as well. The thing I liked about Sakala is, you know, the effort he gave you, but also the fact he always played with a smile on his face. Mm -hmm. He loved being at, at Rangers. He might not have been um, as consistent as we'd all would have preferred him to be and he's certainly frustrated um, but he had that passion for it um, and I've not seen that for <laughs> I, I don't blame too much for that um, no, I don't see that for this I see the thing that I don't get I, I said and I hate to bang on about it but I, I said when we signed Dessers that I looked him up and had a look at his stats, Samuel Lammers, and it wasn't good enough for this football club. The guy had scored a few goals in the last four years of his career, and that's what we've, we've decided we're going to bring into the club. Um, I know he apparently had some sort of decent conference league or whatever, but, you know, if I can look at that and go, hold on a minute here, we're letting, at least when Cholak and Morelos went, we let probably 30, 40 goals walk out the door, um, and you're bringing in that and to be fair as well, the other problem is you've got to play players in the right position. I don't think Sam Lammers has played in the right position um, when he's uh, been when he's been playing wide or whatever. He's done better as as a ten or as I say, he's a natural striker. That's the position he's played in all his career. And we've went, I, I, I come in as a striker and play wide. I mean, really. So that's important as well is getting players in the right position when you do sign them. But yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, thank you very much. That has been one busy, busy phoning. Um, lots of, lots of passion, lots of honest opinions, lots of uh, wishes and wants. But we shall see um, who Rangers in the meantime appoint. But before that, we will be back on Wednesday with Rabble Extra, uh, looking forward to the uh, Aris Limassol game. And I dare say that some of the guys might want to chat about Beal as well. So my thanks to James, Connor and Ian. Thanks, guys. Much appreciated. Martin, saving the day for the phone-in. Thank you very much. Very much appreciated. And thanks to you all for uh, phoning in and being in the chat. We'll see you on Wednesday night. Thank you very much. Podcast Network. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.